It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and welcome to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are the Rain and Jays, John Corrales, Jay King. Hey, man, man, man. We gotta, I gotta cut you off for a second. We need some new music in this thing. Yeah. We, we need to, we need to step it up a little bit. Are you getting bored? Yeah. We, I need a new intro, man. I need a professionally produced intro. Yeah. Um, I feel you. Let me see what I've kind of got around here. I think I got something. Oh, wait. Hold on. Here it is. Yeah, let's try this. Man, I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Brain the J's. Jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. Especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth, you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth, you probably should pay them, but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J. King. Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah, blah. No more Geno time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. All right, that was pretty hot. That was pretty damn hot. And Jay, yep. you have got to explain the genesis of this because that is Millie's, that is a Boston rapper who just set this thing on fire with our new intro music. That is the best podcast intro of all time from my man Millie's, who I finally met the other night at uh, the Celtics game. I mean, this guy is a huge Celtics fan, and he makes really good music. Uh, if you want to check him out, check out White Boy Like Me, White Boy Like Me 2. These are all mixtapes. Go check them out. Uh, my favorite song by him is probably Live Forever, which is really uplifting. Just a good song. But he 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 produced the probably the greatest podcast intro of all time for us. I mean, Gigi references. That- he's got... He's got the Nets pick references. He he really really went in on that intro. That was that's my new favorite rapper, absolutely without a doubt. If you name drop me in a verse, then you're my new favorite rapper. So get on it, Jay Z. You have fallen behind, Millie's. That was yeah. Go, the- go check out Millie's M I L L Y Z. Search for him. Listen to his stuff. Huge Celtics fan. Always tweets about the Celtics too. So follow him on Twitter. And he's coming out with a new project in January, what is what he tells me. So so look forward to that. Yeah. 
That's good stuff. And and really, that's that's been the high point of my day because since hearing this intro music and like listening to it like five hundred times, everything just kind of started to trickle downwards because then the Celtics had to play the Rockets and. What what more can I say? That was a kick in the balls at the end. Al Horford had a layup to win this game, and he just blew a layup. And the Celtics lose to the Rockets 107-106 in a wild finish. And I, I guess let's, I don't know, we start from the end and work our way backwards because a lot of things happened in the end. You had Horford blowing the layup. You had an Avery Bradley three, which... That was a three. I don't know how that was overturned, but that Avery Bradley shot was a three. Yeah, it, it looked like there was probably a little space, but <laughs> it was so close. And if the refs had called it the other way around, I'm sure they would have stuck with the three-point call. But because they went with the two initially, they kept it that way. And, man, and, and, and to be fair, the Celtics... They lost it in that stretch earlier in the fourth quarter when they fouled Harden a ton, when Isaiah Thomas threw the ball out of bounds, when Jonas Jarebko went to hand it off to Isaiah and just gave it to the wrong team. So they they really lost it earlier in the fourth quarter. Like Obviously, in a one-point game, <laughs> you want that one point really, really badly. But, I mean, it was a miracle. They even had a chance because... Smart drew the flagrant one foul on James Harden when Harden had the ball and a three-point lead with 16.2 seconds left. That that was a that was crazy ridiculous too. ridiculous turn of events. Like that last 20 seconds was crazy. Avery Bradley misses a defensive rebound and like bobbles it, loses it. Smart draws a flagrant foul. Self hits two free throws. Isaiah Thomas missed a layup first. He he'll kind of get off the hook for that one because. Because they got another chance, and then Horford missed a layup. Like that was just a crazy, yeah. crazy sequence. The 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 rebound that went right through Bradley's hands, and the Isaiah Thomas missed layup are two things that will end up being forgotten in all of this. Because yeah, the the Harden flagrant one. At first, I thought, well, maybe Smart was selling it. I saw the elbow go up, but I didn't realize how. It was flagrant. It was intentional. He he brought that arm up definitely. So in today's NBA, that I can see that's a definite flagrant one. In that situation, and then Smart, who has been struggling from the line all year, calmly makes both free throws. So that puts the Celtics in a position to need one basket to win this game, and they had two chances at that basket. I don't know what more you can ask. It's so many things. They had they had two all-stars with shots they would make. Isaiah's, I'd say, probably seven times out of ten. Horford's 9.99999 times out of ten. Yeah. And sometimes it just doesn't go your way. They, they, they did, though. Like, after a, a masterful third quarter, the Celtics were unbelievable in the third quarter. They, they didn't foul the Rockets at all. The only free throw Harden got in that third quarter was a technical foul free throw. They held the Rockets to one out of ten three point shooting in that quarter. They they won that quarter thirty five to nineteen. That that might have been the best quarter the Celtics have played all season. And to lose after that was really disappointing because it looked like the Celtics were lined up 
for their first really good win of the regular season. And then it just slipped away late in the fourth, and then it slipped away again when Horford missed that layup. So really, really a frustrating loss, but I, I thought the Celtics did a lot of promising things beginning with the the stretch right out of the gates in the third quarter with that new starting lineup with Jonas Jarebko in for Amir Johnson. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. Totally brought caught me by surprise that uh, Jarebko would get the start. I guess the question now is, is that a long-term thing or is this just because of the matchups? I want to think this is because of the matchups. We just said yesterday that the starting lineups have been really good for the Celtics. I, I want to say that this is just because Houston is a, a little bit of a different animal and that having Jarebko to space the floor was a better option early on. And then this way you could bring uh, Amir in for Horford and keep that rim protection. This goes back to the discussion we were having in the preseason where we thought Amir might be coming off the bench and there to protect the rim and just kind of be that defensive presence. Ultimately, he only played like five minutes tonight. He barely yeah. played. He didn't. He didn't play in the second quarter, and like you said, or the second half rather. And and like you said, the big question moving forward is: Do they keep that? Because the starting lineup with Amir Johnson in it, as as many kind of questions, concerns as people have had about his game. The starting lineup with him in it has been a powerhouse. They've outscored guys, t- other teams, by 11.2 points per 100 possessions. Uh, have really gone off to a lot of good starts. But I, 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 I they might be better with Jarebko. And th- with Jarebko in there to space the floor and Horford, all of a sudden you have a ton of shooting in that first unit. You got five legitimate three-point threats. Isaiah Thomas going to the hoop. So maybe the starting lineup is better with Jonas Jarebko. I don't know. They had a huge, huge start to the second half. They outscored the Houston Houston 26-14 before Brad Stevens went to his first sub. So, yeah, that was that was a surprise to me that, that Stevens changed his lineup. He doesn't normally change his starting lineup due to matchups. So maybe it is something that we'll see more often. I, I don't know. Obviously, the Rockets are basically the, the worst matchup for Johnson because you've got – you need four guys chasing the perimeter. The Rockets play one roller and then three shooters around Harden. So it, it was a really bad matchup for Johnson. We'll, we'll see moving forward. I don't, I don't know whether they should move Johnson out of the starting lineup, but maybe it's the best move, and, and maybe bringing him off the bench, staggering him and Horford is, is for the best. This goes back to the discussions that we were having in the preseason where we thought Olenek would be the starter. You start Olenek and Horford, and then you have Amir coming in, and you always had a rim protector on the floor, and you could limit Amir, Amir Johnson's minutes, keep him healthier. I don't think he's 100%. I just, it just does not seem like he's 100%. So... Maybe we go back to, and maybe it's Jarebko instead of Olenek, but maybe that concept of Horford as the five, a bunch of shooters, and Isaiah Thomas, that's that's where we ultimately end up going back to. But because of Olenek's injury and starting Amir Johnson in the preseason, and that seemed to work, we kind of put that on the back burner. Now we're going back to the things we originally thought. 
yeah, it <laughs> it has gone everywhere from, <laughs> and now we're back. Like you said, we're back to what we thought in the preseason, where they're playing that one big man and a stretch four. And I, I thought honestly, this was the most complete game I think the Celtics have played. At the end of obviously, they didn't get off to a great start, missed a whole lot of shots early, and probably didn't con- contest three pointers as well as they wanted to. But from then on, I mean, the bench was really good. Jalen Brown, this will be forgotten, but his first half was the best minutes he's played in a while. He contested a couple three-pointers well, guarded Harden really well one time, hit a three, got out in transition for two easy buckets. Jalen Brown played really well. I thought the bench was better than it has been. Smart made some huge plays in the fourth quarter. That block of Capella was just that was crazy, ridiculous. Nobody, no guard out there blocks a dunk like Marcus Smart did to Clint Capella. <laughs> that was, he timed it perfectly, went up, swatted it away. That was a huge, huge play. Smart made some some really great plays. He had a monster fourth quarter, but ultimately it it didn't work out for him. But I thought from from the standpoint of sustaining their play for most of the game, this was the best the Celtics have played, and especially the best they've played against a good team with maybe the exception of that San Antonio Spurs game where I thought their offense was really, really good the entire game. And they just had maybe one stretch in that San Antonio game, the second quarter where they were bad and the rest of it that I thought they, they executed really well. But yeah, I mean just a tough loss, but honestly, I think, think it was really promising the way that they played and the, the way that they defended and the way that they guarded the arc and, you know, Harden is a superstar. Harden, he got to the line so much, and it's so frustrating to watch him because you know he's going to throw throw his arms into you and draw the contact and get to the line, even when there's not much contact, and really the, the defender can't do much about it. So it's frustrating to, to be on the other side of that, but look, he, he's a brilliant offensive player, and that's what he does. He gets to the line. He ended up with 37 points on just 14 field goal attempts, which is ridiculous, and I believe he... Just about took as many free throws as the entire Celtics roster. No, no more. He took more free throws than the more. entire Celtics roster. What so, I said yeah. yesterday, I was afraid that Harden was going to take 25 free throws in this game. He took 18. He was 18 of 18 from the line. The Celtics were 11 of 12. Yeah, not even close to as many free throw attempts as he had by himself individually. So That's, that's crazy. But, but that's, that's what he does, and that's what the Celtics do too. With the exception of Isaiah Thomas, they don't get to the line. And... Harden just gets there all the freaking time. <laughs> he had a ridiculous stat line, man. 37 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, 10, 10 turnovers. turnovers. <laughs> yeah, I know. And 3 uh, steals, and he packed all of that into 35 minutes. Like, I mean, really, if you look at Isaiah Thomas only had 3 free throws tonight. That, that right there, if you want to say differences in the game, Isaiah Thomas, if he gets to the line the the amount of times he normally gets to the line, he he would have scored more, and that could have been the difference in the game. So, yeah, what's really frustrating is like Harden goes to the hoop and gets a lot of calls, and and again, that's what he does. He earns those calls because he's so smart with it. But then that one play where Isaiah was on a fast break, and he didn't even make like like he was just going to the hoop, and somebody slid across and hit him with with a head with his head. I think it was um, Ryan Anderson. And Thomas got called for an offensive foul. I thought that was a bad call, but obviously 
it was in the second quarter. It doesn't doesn't really matter much. But that was just one of the one of the frustrating things that went against the Celtics, who only had twelve free throws compared to eighteen for James Harden alone. Yeah, that's a frustrating night for the for the Celtics. And again, the the Celtics played. It's weird to say that giving up one hundred and seven points. Most of the night they played some pretty good defense. You know, they had stretches where they gave up runs and and guys kind of killed them. Uh, Gordon killed them a little bit, but they really for longer stretches than we can remember against other bad teams they played some pretty good defense they when they built up a lead in the second quarter uh and then in the third they were playing pretty well uh i guess it's interesting that they look the rockets are a good team right now they're a good team they're they are now uh what's their record they they're 14 they, and 7 yeah so that's out west, that's that's a pretty good team, and so and they won a lot of games on the road. They're only just starting a big stretch at home. They're, they've compiled that record with a ton of road games. So this isn't the worst loss when you go back and you look at things. When you see the L on this game, it's not going to be the most surprising loss. It's just how it happened and these little things. The ball just not bouncing the right way and, and guys not making plays they'd normally make. It's just very, very frustrating. So, uh, I don't know. What do you do at the end of this? Do you, do you chalk things up? I mean, I've seen people like kind of overreacting, and you know, <laughs> going to saying the things that you said, or that you were tweeted tweeted at you, like this one tweet with the Rain and Jays hashtag uh, from Ronaldo Oreo. I hate this team so much. We are stuck in purgatory with a bunch of B players. It's almost like Felger wrote that comment. <laughs> Shout out to Reynaldo Oreo, man. Just, just, just take it easy, man. Deep breaths, deep breaths. The Celtics went into Houston, played a really good game, and had one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Really, they should have won the game. And without a few errors in the fourth quarter, the Celtics go away with their best win of the season so take a deep breath the Celtics took a step forward tonight they they progressed and they they were closer to the team I think a lot of us thought they would be at the beginning of the season so they for set for 17 turnovers contested the three-point arc really well I think this was a promising game despite the loss so do you feel better about the team after this loss than you do after the prior two wins yeah, but look, I, I, I'm not trying to overreact to a single game either way, but the Celtics absolutely played better against the Rockets than they did in either of the wins against the Kings and the 76ers. So, I, and I, I think, honestly, that was the most complete game they've played in a while. So, everybody everybody, take it easy. <laughs> everybody be cool. They, they, were, they were right there. And James Harden made a lot of plays down the stretch. Celtics made a couple of bad turnovers, and that's what happened. Al Horford missed a layup. So <laughs> that's that. Don't overreact, guys. It, it's okay. Although the the next the schedule coming up is tough. I it will say tough. that. So so that that's another reason why this one hurts a little bit because after Orlando on Wednesday, the schedule turns vicious. Yeah. Uh, and and now here's a question that I, Isaiah Thomas looked kind of hobbled from time to time in that game. And I don't know if there was just something that 
if that's something that's serious or not serious. I mean, obviously he played and he finished, but there were times where he wasn't looking 100%. So I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play out. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I didn't see that too much. I thought he got to the hoop. And, I mean, that last possession before they, they fought for the rebound and got another chance, you know, he got to the hoop, just, just barely missed the layup. So I, I didn't see too much of that. Maybe I just missed it. Um, I thought I thought he, he really got to it pretty well, especially in the third quarter. Well, we'll see. I, I, I'm just kind of curious if that's something that while he was warm and the adrenaline was going, I don't know if some, it's going to be one of those things that kind of tightens up overnight. So uh, just something, I, maybe nothing. Maybe I'm overreacting, but uh, we'll see. Uh, look, the Celtics had their opportunities. I think a lot of, a lot of their shots early in the game were kind of rimming in and out. I felt like most of their misses in the first half were halfway down. So as as much as we're kind of stuck on the things that happened at the end, I think some things in the beginning of the game could have gone a little bit differently to to change things. They didn't. The Celtics lost. Okay. So we try to move on. Uh, hey, before we do, though, one more positive. The Rockets, who entered the night as the fourth best offensive rebounding team, only seven offensive rebounds. Yeah, I was just going to point out the rebounding thing. You know, they, really, really a pretty good performance from the Celtics. All things considered, all things considered, they they did all right. Look, they they got twenty seven assists on their forty two baskets. They they passed the ball well. They didn't have a lot of turnovers. They forced a bunch of turnovers. They didn't get crushed on the on the boards. They they shot okay. They 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 did okay. They did okay. It's just. In the end, Houston did just enough, just enough, and the Celtics missed easy opportunities. That hurts. That hurts. Missing a layup after after Horford missed the layup, I was laying flat on my back on the floor for a solid thirty seconds, just just in shock. But <laughs> after, <laughs> damn it, Al, you almost killed Corrales. <laughs> almost, man. Almost. But Al Horford is just good at basketball, and sometimes shit happens. Sometimes shit happens. So try to remain the, positive. Maybe the best game I ever played was during a summer league going into my senior year of high school. I probably had like 40. Absolutely killed one of the best teams in my region. and <laughs> Literally missed a wide open freaking layup at the buzzer that would have won. And we lost by one. It was, it was, it was a pure Horford, man. It was, it was the exact same thing. Like, like you go in, you see it, it's wide open. There's no one in your way. You're going to be the hero. You look up, you lay it up and boom, it falls off. It doesn't go in. Brutal. So brutal. Tough, tough. All right. Well, uh, on that horrible moment in J King's basketball career, I think that's a good time to end the show. That's. (laughs) Let's just end it right there on this crushing defeat and this crushing memory that triggered Jay into this worst moment of his basketball career after the best game of his career. You can't take those 40 away from me, though. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Hey, thanks, guys, for uh, subscribing. If you're not a subscriber, uh, please do so. Rate us five stars. We love the five-star ratings. That helps us out. That gets the word out. Uh, listen to this Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NBA, uh, Locked On Fantasy, Locked On Magic. We got them coming up, Locked On Spurs, a couple of great shows. Check them out. 
And uh, that's it. Hey, thanks, Millie's, for the fire podcast open. That's just going to be how we open the show from now on. Uh, Millie's. That, that is, <laughs> I listened to that like 100 times today. Thanks, Millie's, for that. I mean, that was I, – really, I'm just going to listen to that over and over. That's on a loop for, for me for a little while. So thanks to, thanks to him for, for that open. Hope you guys like it. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is the Locked On Celtics podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, J. King and John Corrales. Locked On Celtics. Millie's. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.